Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're talking about all the topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can be lonely and isolating, which is another reason why we're here to help moms like you know that you're not alone. Now, it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor or healthcare provider with any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about all things pregnancy and life as a mom. So let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. This week, we are talking about processing your birth. Now, before we get into the episode, I'm putting a call out to all our third trimester mamas. Now is the time to join our mommy mentorship program. In this exclusive mentorship program that we have, we've created, it gives you access to our curated library of resources, our guest expert masterclasses, our private Facebook community, and our weekly live events. Now, if this is something that interests you, you need to go to mommymentorship.com to join. And we would love to have you. Okay, so one of the biggest things is like with birth and pregnancy is that most of the focus is on the physical aspect of birth, pregnancy, labor and delivery. And we often forget to focus on the mental wellness around our births. And it doesn't matter if you have a traumatic birth, if you have a a birth where you had a negative experience, not necessarily traumatic, but you felt like you were unheard or ignored, um, or if you had a completely smooth, positive birth experience, it is really important to take the time to to stop and reflect and think about your experience because you've just done something that is pretty phenomenal and life-changing. And it's important to stop and think about those life-changing events. Yeah. Like this is a huge milestone in your life and, you know, everything about your life all of a sudden shifts, whether this is your, your first time giving birth, your second, your third, like every time that happens, it's a pivotal moment in your life and the life of your family. And it, you know, you need to kind of process everything, right? Because you're right, whether your birth was completely smooth or whether, you know, there, there was some trauma, like you, you still need to sit down and process that you, you kind of owe it to yourself to do that. So we've kind of broken it down into four steps. And the first step is don't compare your birth. So it's really easy. And I think in society, we're constantly comparing ourselves to others, even though we know we probably shouldn't. (laughs) Um, I know I do it all the time. So, Uh, but the thing is like, when it comes to birth, like, you know, we hear all these birth stories and I know we've shared a lot of birth stories on the podcast and we've done it to kind of educate people. And so people know that every birth story is unique and special and different, right? Um, but sometimes we 
we end up comparing ourselves to other people's and um you know it's hard but you need to like kind of let go of the whole comparison well yeah you're right because we do even here on our podcast like we love sharing birth stories but there is a very big difference between sharing and comparing and part of that is you know like as women, I think there is just this normal, natural curiosity to hear about other people's birth experiences. I think for a lot of us, like I know I do, I love talking about birth and hearing about people's birth, labor and delivery and birth experiences. I love it. And I know I'm not alone. Like, I know that we have a lot of listeners who love the birth stories. Um, and it's important to share experience and but what it what's important is when you're sharing is not to put someone's experience ahead or prioritize them or see them as better than your experience um, and that's really hard and I think there's a lot of it's hard like you said just in our daily life as women like we're always comparing like our looks and our body and social media is especially terrible for it like it's horrible about you know our homes and our parenting styles and making you feel terrible terrible about it but sharing is about uplifting valuing and you know really celebrating experience and comparing is a negative thing that you know makes someone feel great and someone feel less than and we don't want that that's not what you what we want at all and that's not what you should do you should you need to value and celebrate your experience and i know it's really hard when you're having an experience that is traumatic or negative to celebrate it because it because it's it's shitty and it's hard and it's painful. Um, and you've had a traumatic experience. So you yeah. can actually speak to that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? Like I had Finn was, and I've I've alluded to Finn's birth and here and there in different episodes. Um, but like I've done a birth story for a birth episode for Freya, and I've done a birth episode for Maeve. I haven't done Finn's yet because of that trauma and um and it's still really hard and it you know and i'm three years out he's three years old and i still haven't done that episode yet um and that's okay but i don't compare you know i it's important to i will share it at some point i i will and i think i'm getting closer to that but i'm working my way to that because i'm not at a place to share yet but um you know we want to celebrate and it's important to be able to celebrate your experience. I don't know if anybody noticed uh, there for a minute, but we had some dogs barking in the background on Amanda's side. Uh, yeah. Amazon <laughs> apparently delivers at nine 30 at night. So. <laughs> so getting back now that we have lost trade of thought, but what, it, you know, what is important is like, yes, I can, I can speak from the experience of not yet being in a place to share my traumatic birth. I haven't shared it on a public stage, like our pot with the podcast. Have I shared it with other people? Yes. Like there are people who know of what happened and the details of Finn's birth. So I have shared it. I just haven't shared it on 
our podcast yet, but I will get to that place. Um, and you don't have to share it, share, you know, your story or your experience on a massive stage. You don't have to trumpet it if you don't want to, if you're not comfortable with that. Like what's important is to share it with someone that you trust. Well, and the whole thing with comparing your birth though, is like, you don't compare Finn's birth to Freya's birth. And then once you had Maeve, you weren't comparing hers to the other two. No. And that's exactly it. Um, and I think maybe part of my problem, like with Finn's was that I was expecting and compare, like I was prepared to compare it, be like, okay, I've done this before at 34 weeks, which, you know, mentally wasn't in great space for me. But so that's another thing to think about too. If you're you know, if you're expecting your second or your third or your fourth to keep in mind that, you know, don't expect everything to be the same as it was before, right? Because you can compare a birth even before it happens by just by having an expectation of mm -hmm. what is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, like, even once you give birth, you you can't really compare what actually happened and transpired to what you thought was going to happen. Right. So like Finn's birth, for example, you can't in your head, you have, it's going to be similar to Freya's birth or better. Right. This is just the way we normally think. And with his, it wasn't right. But then with Maeve's birth, right. You had two different things that happened. And of course, when you have a traumatic birth, when you give birth after you're going to have that fear because you, you had trauma with any trauma, there's going to be, there's going to be that in the back of your head. Right. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, once it actually, once you actually give birth, you still can't compare it to your, your expectations of what you thought might happen. No, you're exactly right. And actually that's a really good point too, about comparing, you know, your, your actual birth that transpires with, what your, your, um, expectations were, because a lot of us, and we've talked about it before, you know, a lot of women, you know, a lot of times we're told when we're pregnant, you need to have a birth plan and, you know, what's your birth plan. And for a lot of women, uh, some women, you know, will type out and have all these things of, I want this, I want this, I want this, I do not want this, do not want this, do want this, which is fine. But something that you have to keep in mind with, with a birth is that like things change very quickly. And probably we both were told by our doctor that the best birth plan is to have no plan is to be open and, and, and flexible. And that's really true when it comes to having a birth plan and then reflecting about what your birth plan was and what your birth experience was like, because a lot of women really struggle with having a different birth than they planned for, um, because something happened and plans needed to change and they weren't ready mentally to have those changes around and go through those changes. Um, and that then comes into a comparison of this is what I wanted. This is what I didn't have, didn't get. And that can lead to a lot of struggles in postpartum of trying to process your birth. Yeah. And I know with ROB, like there's obviously there's some things that you have to know, like, do you want a, a medicated birth or an unmedicated birth? But like having kind of like, like the bare bones birth plan um, was kind of what he had said was kind of the best because there was less that could go wrong, right? Like when you're, when you're flexible, 
then, you know, you kind of go with the flow of things and you might have to make a decision and you might need to know the answer, but, but there's just kind of less that can go wrong. When he asked me about my birth plan, I said, my birth plan is you are the doctor. You've done this many times. You're just going to tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. That was my birth plan. Mine, uh, mine with Freya was, um, I like, I, I said, like, I like the idea of this. Like I said, like, honestly, I have no idea what to expect. I don't know how I'm going to handle it. Um, you know, I am open to pretty much anything. And I, he, you know, he asked, do you want medicated, unmedicated? And I was like, I'm going to probably want medicated, um, just because I didn't want like, I don't have pain tolerance in a day-to-day -day life. So I couldn't imagine doing it without medication at that point. And so I had, I was like, I would like that. And he's like, okay, well, these are your options for medication for pain support. And so we talked about those and I was open to the nitrous. We also have the option of a morphine shot and um, epidural. And I was, so I said like, yeah, I'm okay. And then he, he went through the pros and cons, the risks of everything. And so I was able to make educated decisions with Freya. I was not comfortable with getting a morphine shot. And so I turned that one down, but, and that was my choice. And, and, but I went in knowing like that was an option I also knew that option was took place was available for me with Finn. I took the morphine shot because um, I don't know why. Maybe be, I think because the epidural, the anesthesiologist was busy or something. And I was like, okay, oh no, I didn't. I got the morphine shot with Finn um, because they were trying to stop my labor with the morphine. And it actually had the complete opposite and accelerated the, the labor. I made those, I made those decisions based on education. So it's okay to have no things that you would like and not like it's, but it's important to be aware of that things can change. Right. And it's also important to process if you have a birth plan and your birth is experience is different to take the time and think about what has happened, which is why we're talking about processing your birth. So the second part of this is you kind of have to acknowledge all the strengths and the positive things that happened, right? Because every birth has good things and, you know, bad things. Well, right. yeah. And a lot of time, part of it too, is like acknowledging your strengths. So birth can, birth is scary. Like, let's be honest. It is a really scary thing. And no matter how prepared you think you are, when you're pregnant and you're preparing for your birth, your labor and delivery experience, it can be really scary because it's the unknown. So it's natural to be, and totally normal to be scared of the unknown. And, and even when it's like your second or third baby, there's still that unknown. Cause even though you've already done it before, you don't know what's going to happen this time. Right? I also, I also think it's a little bit more scary with your second or your third or your fourth, because you know, what's happening. And you're like, okay, I know it's going to be painful or, you know, like, it's like, you know, what's coming, but you still have to go through it. So like, it's scary, but then there's also the piece too of like, okay, I've done this before. I know that I can do it. Right. So it's kind of a double-edged sword when you're, you know, you're on your second, your third or your fourth baby or fifth, whatever. Um, but it is, 
it really is important to acknowledge the positives, but also the strengths, because what you're doing, no matter how you have your baby, if it's a C-section, if it's medicated, if it's unmedicated, if it's assisted, if it's a home birth, if it's at doc, if it's at a hospital, like no matter how that baby comes into this world, you are an amazingly strong woman for that to happen. Because what you have done is physically, like is just mind blowing what you've done physically growing, carrying, and then bringing a life into the world is amazing. And you are a strong ass woman for that. And it needs to be celebrated. The twins are turning five and Freya just turned five. And it still blows my mind that I had these babies. (laughs) Like, especially now that they're like getting bigger. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you came out of my body. Like, yeah, just the, the fact that you've given birth to a child and carried it and everything that goes along with it, that is a huge, huge strength. And, you know, every mother deserves like a pat on the back for that. Yeah. And you know what, and it, and that strength, acknowledging the strength too, also go carries over to women, you know, if you haven't had your baby, right? Like if you have a stillbirth, if you have a loss, like that too is an amazingly, unbelievably hard and tragic experience to go through. And that is a strength in itself that you survive that and that you go through that. So yes, like we're talking, you know, we're talking about reflecting your birth, but you can also experience, you know, it's important to reflect on losses as well. If that's your experience, it's really important to, to, it's healthy to reflect on what you go through because a live birth and a loss are both monumentally changing you as a woman and it's important to reflect on those well and that kind of ties into number three which is uh, reflect and let go of the negative right like lots of births have negative parts to them some have no real big negatives right um but the thing is like you're not the only person that has experienced whatever you've gone through right and it might feel that way. Oh, yes. Yeah, it might feel that way. And you right? might feel alone. And it's totally normal to feel that. But you also, it is, you know, as unique as every birth story is, you, someone has experienced something similar, if not what you've gone through. Yeah, yeah. Your story is always going to be unique. But you're right. Someone has gone through kind of the same scenario, only it's happened to them, right? And, you know, the losses, the, the negative acts, aspects, uh, the things that were unplanned that happened, you know, some, some women, their, their goal is to have a vaginal birth and they end up having an emergency C-section, right? Like, mentally, that can be really hard on a, a woman. That is probably one of the, I would say that's probably one of the most common negative experiences around birth is like going in with the goal of a, you know, expecting the goal of a vaginal birth and then needing an emergency C-section because that is so common. Yeah, it's very common. And when you go in thinking it's going to happen one way and it happens the complete opposite and you feel really unprepared for it, uh, which is why we often suggest to women to go back to some of our podcasts on c-sections even if you're not planning it just go back have a listen 
in the event that even though it might be unlikely, it does seem to be one of the more common negative birth experiences is when you go in thinking you're having a vaginal birth and you end up needing an emergency C-section. But at least then you're a little bit prepared if you've listened to some of those C-section episodes. Well, and when you say like, let go of the negative, it doesn't mean automatically let go because letting go of the negative can take a long time. It can take a lot of work and it can take time to kind of release that negative experience. Um, and I often think of it like, I, you know, we mentioned Finn's last time, like earlier, but Finn's birth is a perfect experience, example. Like having not shared it on the podcast yet, you know, Finn's three and I still haven't shared it yet. And it's been a long road, even just to get to the point where I can, you know, I can talk about it now. Do I still struggle with it? Absolutely. But like three years out, I'm still struggling with it. I'm struggling better, I guess you could say, like I'm better with it, um, but there's still struggle with it. And that's three years out. So it's a long road to recovery and it takes a lot of work and reflection, but it is possible to let it go. Um, you know, some things are easier to kind of just kind of be like, okay, you know, it wasn't, it is what it is. It didn't happen. But like when you have those traumatic experiences, those really large traumatic experiences, um, it, it, it is a slower, slower road, but it is still possible to do. Well, and you might need to talk to someone about it. Like you might need to go see a therapist or someone who can really help you process it. And it could be having a negative experience, like going for a vaginal birth and having an emergency C-section, or it could be a hugely traumatic experience like Finn's birth, where a lot happened. There was a lot of, it was a very traumatic experience for you, a lot of unknown for him, although he is thriving and doing really well. Um, and it was the best outcome that you could have possibly asked for, because he's he is a normal three-year-old boy, right? But uh, yeah, it, there is definitely never any shame in going and talking to a therapist uh, about traumatic experiences. And sometimes that is one of those pieces that you need for healing because you're talking to someone that can help you process everything um, and kind of get a little bit of closure. And like Katie said, like, some things they take a very long time to heal. And as you kind of, as the years go by and you distance yourself from that event, it kind of goes slowly goes away, but it might always be there a little bit, if that makes sense. It's, it, it's, it's like the, the, the experience or the, ne the negative experience goes from an open wound to a scar. It's healed, but it's still there with you. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I know. Yeah. Because I it's, it's, but it's one of those things that you will always carry with you, right? Mm -hmm. Because it, it's a huge milestone in your life. And it was a, it, it was a traumatic experience. But it could be, but it's not even like, we've been focusing on the traumatic, right? Because the traumatic, because this is like, this piece is about releasing the negative. But even if you have a smooth sailing experience, something can still be negative, right? Like a negative could be, you didn't get, you know, if in the grand scheme of things, if you were really set on having like this 
first as your first like a certain meal as your first after birth meal and it just didn't happen the store the restaurant was closed or you know and that was like that was your down that was your disappointment acknowledge that like if that's if that's what's holding you back and you know you're that's a negative to you then hold, acknowledge it and release it and buy yourself that dinner right like there's ways to cope with it because little things can be very important to us in stressful events right and a positive birth experience is still stressful a positive you know everything about birth is stressful um even when you try not to be and you don't want to be stressed with it and it but it is scary right and when it's scary there is stress that goes with it and little things can become what pe- people would deem as little things can be you know big sticking points and if that's something that is important to you then it's important don't downplay your your experience or what you would like So for number four, we have write it out. So two reasons to write it out. Number one is for you so that you can process everything. And number two is for your baby, because believe it or not, it's, it might be fresh in your memory once you give birth, but the, the more you get away from that moment in time, the fuzzier things start to get and you'll always remember certain things about it but when you kind of write your birth story out right away um, or relatively closer to the birth um, you're definitely going to remember more of the little things and so for me personally with the boys I wrote it out some of it I wrote out in the hospital actually but with Caroline I didn't and Things were a little bit fuzzy when I went to finish everything. I had a a bunch of it written down, but um, yeah, some of it was a little, I was a little fuzzy on. She was the second pregnancy. There was a lot going on and I have a feeling that I'm going to have to apologize to her when, when she's like 18 and she's like, how come the boys have this like full journal of the whole account of their pregnancy and birth? And I have like three pages, right? (laughs) Yeah, I get that. But no, you're right. Like, when you have time and space from the event, you remember, you remember big things and like big changes or big things. Sometimes you remember really ridiculous, like minute details, which is great, but it, you're right. It does become a little bit more foggy with the more time and space you have. Um, and it is something that, you know, your kids are going to be fascinated in it with them as babies, their birth, um, you know, they, they want to know. And it's also really interesting to be able to say, like, look at when they're turned 18 or 16, be like, look at what I did for you. Look at the stress. Like, look at what I went through just for you. <laughs> like, it's a really cool thing to think back. And I think that's one thing too, about sharing your birth experiences. Like the more you talk about it, the more you remember, that's another piece to it too. And so you write it down and It's, I find that right. And I'm not a writer by any means. I'm not a journaler, but you're absolutely right. Writing it down really does kind of help put things in perspective. It makes them tangible, makes it tangible, like your thoughts and your experience um, of what like is going on in your brain and what you're thinking. It makes it tangible. And I've, we've talked about it in like our, our mommy mentorship community. Um, You know, when you're struggling with something, it's important 
you know, writing it down is a really great, great tool for you to help you process how you're feeling. You have a lot of emotions, like it's a really good way to process something that is emotional, um, by writing it down. And yeah, it's, you're so, you're so right about it though, with time and space and forgetting details. So it's okay to be, you know, after you have a birth, have your birth and just be like somebody, I want somebody to hold the baby so that I can sit down and I can process and I can just write and just write and write and write and write every little detail down. Like no detail is too minute, whatever stands out to you, what all those little details just create this vivid picture and recount of what you went through. It's a really cool thing to to have one of your grandkids might read it and be fascinated by it like I always think of things like that like how cool would it have been to like hear how it was giving birth like when my mom was born for example and then comparing it to like birth now and how things have changed and you know but it's I think it's a really important process to at least process the birth write it out you know have it as a keepsake later on because I think You'll look back on it and feel proud of everything you accomplished because it's it's a pretty monumental moment in your life giving birth. And I think, you know, your baby will be able to look back and be like, that's my birth story. Thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.